Well, hello everyone. Guess who's back? It's me, Amanda, and welcome to the More Sugar Podcast. It's been a minute, y'all. It's been a minute. I'm grateful to God to be back on the mic. The funny thing is, I had my setup, and I would just walk by the microphone and look at it and have so much intention in my mind of getting of turning on the mic and having dialogue. Um, there were even times that I took the microphone to work to try to record in the confines and quietness of my office. But work has been really, really busy and I let that take over my passion and my dream. And with the work that I do, I'm responsible for a lot of things and a lot of people. I wouldn't say a lot of people. I was. I have. I'm a supervisor, and I have about four employees. But I'm responsible for a lot of customers, and my job is is very important. And with that said, um, I'm going to admit something that I I really didn't know. As always, I don't have any set. Well, I try to have a set intention when I turn on the microphone, but this time it kind of ventured off because I decided to be honest about why I haven't been recording. And it's because I've been dealing with hella anxiety, y'all. And I know anxiety means different things for different people as far as the symptoms, but for me, it was like panic attacks, heart palpitations. Um, Like there were some days when I thought that I was literally about to have a, a heart attack because my heart was beating so fast or um, I wouldn't say my mind was racing um, I think that's more worry. Some people, I think sometimes we confuse worry with anxiety. And I'm very good at my job. My marriage is amazing. But I think change gives me anxiety. Or when I'm tasked with something and I do not have the control over it, um, it gives me anxiety. And my anxiety manifests physically. Some people have anxiety and their mind, their thoughts race, and they need to get their thoughts under control. For me, it's more physical. Again, I have my body gets hot. I have um, flashes and heart palpitations. And sometimes I lose control of my breath. And I literally have to get that under control. And I think that, honestly, it came from I put myself under so much pressure with work. And I'm not even going to say anything else. I'm just going to say with work because I love doing the podcast. 
Um, but I love work too. It's just that I wanted everything to be to be perfect, and everything can't be perfect. And again, that's just me wanting to be in control of everything, and I'm not. So, um, I'm back. And me in my imperfection, I'm here to speak about it. I've I, I prayed a lot, and thankfully, I have friends that feel me in the spiritual realm that have reached out to me and just said that you know you was in my dreams, and I'm just checking in to make sure everything's okay. And when friends do that, it just gives me confirmation that. Um, I'm on the right track in the decisions that I make. And one of the decisions that I make was to, um, to pull back from work a little bit, you know, and let people be responsible for themselves and still handling my capacity as a manager. I think I coddled employees so much because, to me, my name is everything. My reputation is everything. And and at times, I'm more of a person. If you want something done right, do it yourself. And that's not always the way to go. You need a team you can always depend on. And so I just decided to um, change positions. <laughs> and take the stress off of myself. Point blank. And there's nothing that I always wanted. I always wanted to be the the top. You you're taught that being the boss is the best. And I could give a shit if I'm the boss at this point. I just want to be happy. Um, I just want to have less anxiety. I want to do my podcast in peace. I want to love my son and my wife and have the energy and the physical capacity to to play and to play with him and to date my wife. And now that, you know, I've removed myself from a certain position at work, things a lot better so I'm gonna have more time to record I'm excited about that and I got some rest over the last month I think the last time I recorded was Mother's Day I'm not sure but any of it I got some rest I've took two three-day vacations one we have um, a beach house down in Beach Haven and I went to back home to Virginia Beach. Excuse me. And it was the best rest ever. Of course, you know I love the beach. And in in getting away to the water, my respite, I realized like a lot of times over the last month, I was getting sleep, but I wasn't resting. My body wasn't resting. I realized that I was just like closing my eyes at let's say ten o'clock and I'm opening them again 
opening them again around seven. Or sometimes I wake up, at, I used to wake up in the middle of the night about three. And I wasn't rested. I was just getting sleep. It's a big difference. And I realized that's because the physicalness of the anxiety was in my body. But now that I got that under the control, it's managed. I'm getting rest. Um, I know how to handle panic attacks now. And, of course, there's nothing wrong with good old Xanax. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with getting help to medicated help to to maintain because it's 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 rough it's rough out here it's rough out here financially for people it's rough out here mentally for people it's rough out here physically for people and I know that some things manifest into your health and I didn't want it to um start I didn't want anxiety to show itself up in other ways and so I, I just took some personal time to take care of it. And so so that's where I've been and what I've been up to, getting my life together. But I'm excited about being able to um, record more. And what I actually wanted to jump into was, um, <laughs> surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, because people go through stuff. Well, I normally try to talk about real life things and what's happening around me right now is a lot of breakups, right? Um, A couple of my friends and family members are going through breakups and it's, it's really hard to watch because you expect, of course, everyone expects to be together forever. And when you don't, it's 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 very painful, especially if one person wants to stay and one person doesn't. And so, having have gone having gone through a breakup myself, a separation, I would say, with my wife. But managing to find our way back, you always kind of project that hope onto other people. And some and sometimes it's just not there for them. And you have to um assist them in their sorrow and and help carry them because it's it's rough, especially relationships that have been going on for um long periods of time. Now, when you have people that have been together for a long time or a couple that you're pretty close with, it's how do you navigate? <laughs> I had a um, a question that I posted on my um, Instagram, like in the divorce. When, when a couple gets divorced, they kind of divide up. The, the physical things in the house. You decide, or they decide who's going to get the house, who's going to get the car, how often, who gets primary custody of the kids, 
how often they see the kids, who gets the house in the Hamptons, and things of that nature. So my question that I posed was, who gets the friends? Like, can we share friends? There has to be, I, I got some great answers, and, and, and it basically came down to maturity level. Of course, it's easier if you came into the relationship friends with one person, then once the relationship was over, you would kind of gravitate toward that person most times. But my question was more around if you're a couple and you meet a couple and you guys are friends for years and the couple decide to break up, how do you navigate that breakup? without inserting your feelings into what went wrong. If 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 a guy if if the if one of the people cheated, right? Do are you mad at them for hurting your friend? How much of yourself do you insert into that relationship? To where you can still support, but it's not borderline intrusion or feeling like you're choosing. Now, there might be instances where you definitely have to pick a side. Because sometimes people just do foul shit. And they don't even deserve to retain genuine friendships afterwards. But then there's other times when people just fall out of love and and life goes on and you have to find a way to be able to handle being friends with the two of them in their different lives. Now, that, I have that, I wouldn't say problem. I say I have I have a lot of friends like that now, that that have broke up and moved on in their relationships, and I'm friends with both of them, and it it works out fine. Because I think we operate on the level of maturity. Um, but it definitely takes a lot of conversation to get there, and you have to know what to talk about with what friend and what not to talk about with what friend. But that's all about, that's what this podcast is about. It's about conversations. And are we having these conversations within our friend groups? Right? Um, The most mature situation I've ever seen handled this way was uh, a couple friend of ours. When they broke up, they literally came to my wife and I and sat us down like we were their kids and said that, hey, you know that we're breaking up. It was a mutual decision. We're both going our separate ways, but we don't, you know, we hope that we can still remain friends with both of you. And it, and we did. I mean, there was a period of um I would say there was a difficult period because when they both started to date. 
because, you know, even though some breakups are amicable, it doesn't mean that you want to be around, hang out with your ex and their new, uh, their new significant other. So that that's tough to manage, but like when you see shit on TV, man, these Hollywood couples are like vacationing together with exes and new new um new mates and things like that and it makes you wonder like is it is it that easy or is it just people with money like <laughs> because is it easier to hang out with your ex and their new wife or their new girlfriend on a yacht as opposed to a backyard barbecue like what gives what's the difference and the only thing that came to my mind is not necessarily money but sometimes people just can't handle feelings and and I don't think it's a level of maturity because there's just sometimes I don't want to deal with feelings it doesn't mean I'm immature it just means that I just think that when relationships end, people have expectations. Even when they're in, even when relationships end, people still have expectations of that person. And when they don't live up to them, they're very, very disappointed. And you kind of want, you kind of want to be like the little rascal says, the president of the Heat Man Women Haters Club. And you want everyone to, to so-called, to ride with you against the person because you feel like you was done wrong. And sometimes it's not about them doing you wrong. It's just about things ending. We have to be comfortable with things ending, right? And if something is ending, um, people sometimes get so stuck on I wouldn't say stuck on the re- the reason because the reason that it ended is very important, but um, they get so hung up on sometimes the details. But for the most part, I'm I I think that I'm lucky enough. I'm blessed. I, I hate to say lucky. I'm blessed enough that even though. I say that I'm I'm around a lot of breakups right now. All the none of the breakups was because I'm not saying that people are not hurt, but none of the breakups was because of um infidelity, right? All the breakups that I'm witnessing around me is actually because people just people grow apart. There's a certain thing as growing apart. People are growing apart. And, and and you wake up and you realize that you want different things. And even if you don't wake up right away, excuse me, and realize that you want different things, you know for a long time that you're not happy. And sometimes people don't say right away that they're not happy. They just drag it on for months and years until they just can't take it anymore, which is unfair to their mate instead of just saying, like, I'm not happy which is very difficult because sometimes I know there was a time when 
my wife and I was going through something and I said to her I wasn't happy but I wasn't happy but it wasn't her and I didn't know it wasn't her I was just unhappy and sometimes people don't realize that you have to deal with your own shit in order to make your relationship work like you can be unhappy, but it's not your mate's fault that you're unhappy. And it's so cliche, and you hear it so often when people tell you to find your own happiness. And that is is that simple, right? If, if you don't find your own happiness, if you put everything you have into someone else and they wake up one day and they just don't want to do it anymore, then you have nothing um, because you didn't pour into yourself. You didn't know what makes you happy. And it's so easy to lose yourself in, in, in relationships. And, you know, the, the two main breakups that I'm witnessing, or they're done, so I'm not going to say that I'm witnessing. The two main breakups that I witnessed, I think the people lost themselves in the relationship and there was nothing you normally people say I have nothing left to give the person that wants to break up always says I have nothing left to give but for what I'm seeing from the perspective of the person I'm gonna I, it sounds so like they're great like the dumper or the dumpy I don't want to sound like that but I'm gonna say that like the person that's being dumped from I'm I'm seeing things from their perspective it's that they can't get anything else out of it like they're looking for something that's not there because the other person just doesn't have it to give anymore but if you had something if you was fulfilled enough um within yourself sometimes you can sustain through hard times and so that's just my opinion on it that we have to do enough to sustain ourselves and that goes back to my anxiety if I didn't make a conscious effort to realize what's going on that could have caused a lot of problems in my marriage because I would be looking to my wife to help me figure this out or uh, make make my anxiety her issue. And we have to we have to own our we have to own our stuff, people. And owning your stuff means slowing down. And, and and stopping and getting rest. There's, um, when things are broken, we constantly want to work at fixing it. It's like doing a puzzle. Like, I don't stop a puzzle until I'm done. Because your mind, once your mind stops and redirects to something else it's hard to come back to focus and I think that that's how people feel about relationships they're afraid to give them breaks and come back because they 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 think that um people 
will lose interest. And I, I don't, and I, and I guess that not just relationships, like even with my podcast, I was afraid to take a break because I thought that people would lose interest. Damn. Ooh, that's a word. Like I was so busy talking about relationships and it just tied back into myself. And I discovered so much about myself talking about other things. So it's like me talking myself through something. Um, don't be afraid to take rest, thinking that you're going to miss out on something or that you're going to lose something. Because whatever's for you, God has for you. And in me taking a break and getting rest, um, I'm, I have so much more focus on um, the podcast and my, um, what am I thinking about? My, my enthusiasm is back for my second book. All because I, I, I realized something was wrong. And I took time to rest. So I'm happy about that. So again, realize we need to take take time and um, realize what's going on inside your heart and your mind. And, and it's okay to take a break. And and get rest. Rest rest cures the common cold. Rest resets your body. Um, don't let other people's relationships be your barometer for thinking where you should be in yours. Um, don't let other people's social media be your barometer for where you should be. And, and I always constantly harp on this because it's something I go through. It's an insecurity that I have. Um, I'm not, I look at social media and I think that I'm not where I should be. But I decided that that, that worry was giving me anxiety so I just decided to not put myself under so much pressure and just wake up every morning and and do what I felt like doing and doing what makes me happy and talking about whatever I wanted to I mean like that was the whole purpose of this thing and then I, I started again getting all wrapped up in what someone, what everyone else was doing. And I kind of lost sight of my purpose here. And I just want to say, um, thank you guys for, um, allowing me the space to, you didn't even know you was, but I took the space to get some rest and I feel so, so, so much better. Thank you, God. And I just want to make sure y'all are getting rest and pouring into yourself and recognizing the signs of anxiety. Anxiety and worry are two different things. Um, don't let no one else's timeline affect what you're doing.
And we don't have to choose in a breakup. We can do everything. We can we can be friends with everybody. As long as we're mature enough. So everybody gets everything in the breakup. Until next time. Thank you for listening. Y'all be good.